Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, Steve Politi, NJ Advanced Media here at High Point Solutions Stadium for another edition of the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast. I'm here with Keith Sargent and Ryan Dunleavy. I'm just tired of coming up with witty ways of describing the two of you. Quite frankly, I'm at the end of a long season. I'm sick as hell of both of you. That's my favorite part of the podcast. What? Is that? Well, oh, great. Well, good. I'm glad. I, especially you. I'm sick of you mostly because <laughs> I had to deal with you. And we'll talk about this here. But I wanted to start with, before we get to the game, it was pretty evident to me that God himself was trying to keep me from having a shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo. And I'll explain to you exactly why I think that. Uh, we'll get to that at the end because I know there's at least six people on Twitter who are concerned and wondering if we made it to our dinner reservation in Indianapolis after a 41 nothing loss to the Hoosiers, which really, I mean, it, this is the this, I, I was thinking about it today. I, it might be, given the scenarios, given the opponent, given the way the team I thought had improved, it might be the most disappointing loss of and I understand there's 78 nothing, but as far as what you expected from this team, it might be the most disappointing loss under Chris Ash. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe Ryan does. Ryan didn't watch the press conference, but I can't remember Chris Ash being more distraught. Even after the Eastern Michigan game, I think he was kind of dumbfounded like a little bit, but I mean, he was generally pissed off. Yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. called it a 41 nothing ass kicking and <coughs> uh, pretty much questioned the effort. Um, today, he. he, he sidetracked backtracked a little bit from that but he blamed it you know basically on himself he, he went that that whole said blame me blame the coaches it's his job to motivate and right yeah i mean i, I was stunned as, as everyone else i was uh obviously not there so i watched the uh press conference on our vision and it's a little different when you are watching on our vision and instead of actually being in attendance and i was like you know what i'm gonna watch this and i'm gonna see when the tone <laughs> the color of his skin changes from like <laughs> white to like beet red, angry. You've seen that look. When, I've seen one it in one person. Interview. Yeah. One, yeah, one, one yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that happen. So I was like, let me see when that happens. And it was like the first question, like, yeah. like it was literally like the first question, the quarterback's question, whatever, yeah. whichever one of you asked that the quarterback me. question. It was like, nope, not talking about that. Yeah. So right. I, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I, I would agree with you, Steve. I'd say it was probably the most uh, disappointing. Or, mm-hmm. It was the most surprising, even with 78 nothing. Like, just because I thought they had turned the corner to where they, if they lost the game, you know, I think we were on this podcast last week, and I was mocking an 11-point spread. Yep. Well, yep. if you had Rutgers in 40, you lost. Wow. So. Yeah. Uh, so here's the question now, and then he, and Ash, to his credit, talked about this at the press conference, but you, you lose 35-6 to Penn State, now 41 nothing to Indiana. If it's another 30 or 40 point type loss this weekend against Michigan State, all right, do you look at this season differently? And I, I ask because I think the three of us would be in agreement that just, uh, you know, two weeks ago, 
we were going to declare it a resounding success. You're going to say you win four games, three of them in the Big Ten. You, you didn't get your, you know, 78-nothing to Michigan. You know, it, it, do you think that having those three, if it's another lopsided loss to end the season, that suddenly, uh-oh, people are going to perceive this differently? Uh Jerry Kill spent 11 minutes trying to make sure we understood that was not the case. I mean, <laughs> it felt like his entire press conference today was just reminding us how far they have come, um, which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It was almost like uh, it was almost like preparing for the worst. Like, hey guys, we won three Big Ten games. Hey guys, we won three Big Ten right. games. Hey guys, we won three Big Ten games. So. Um, no, I don't think I'll uh, – now, listen, it doesn't really matter how I look at it. I won't look at it any differently. I'd say, you know, I look at the season as a whole. You know, I'm, sports writers are pretty big picture oriented, so I won't look at it any differently for an eight versus five and seven or, you know, three Big Ten wins is three Big Ten wins. It's the most they've ever had in, mm-hmm. uh, in the Big Ten. But it doesn't ma- matter how I look at it. Yep. It matters how recruits look at it, especially with an early signing period this year. Uh, in late December, uh, there are only three weeks to do any damage control that you have to do if you have three straight blowouts to end the season. Um, yeah, I would say that it. Do- I would say that it could change in the matter of high school kids, and that's really all that matters. Right. All right, so now let's get to this game. Obviously, there's, there's, you know, the one thing that we're most interested to see is who trots out there on the field and takes the first snap. And I wrote that I, I think it's got to be Jonathan Lewis. I think. Uh, you know, at this point, you saw what Gio's going to give you. It's not there. You're looking – you're now looking at 2018. Can you improve this passing game by the time they step on the field against Texas State? I think you want to give as much chance as he can against a good defense to see what he's got. I understand that you still want to win the game, but it's more important than that. What do you, Sarge, what do you think is going to happen, number one, and what do you think should happen, number two? What do I think? I, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, I, do we have a, t- a time machine where we could go back a couple of weeks because I've been saying all along, yeah, you can't go into the offseason without Jonathan Lewis getting some extended playing time against meaningful defense, not Ohio State in garbage time, not like a, 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 a you know specialty series here or mm-hmm. there, not you know at Indiana you know in the, late in the third quarter. You have to get them against a meaningful with a Michigan State team that's playing, you know, you know, in a meaningful, meaningful setting, you have to play him against Michigan State. See what you got. I understand what he's saying. Now, if he had a, you know, all-world quarterback, and with all due respect to Geo, great kid, works hard. You can win with him. We've talked about it before. If you had an all-world quarterback, you would say, gotta play him. You gotta, you know, you gotta win this game for the seniors. All that. I get that, but you, no one in this room could tell me that. Jonathan Lewis is going to be a big downgrade from from Geo. We just don't know, right? right. You know, we just don't know. Um, so I, I you got to play uh, Lewis. Do I think? I think in my in my in my gut, if I was a betting person, I would say that Lewis will start. But I just don't know. Yeah. I would take that bet. You would take. You think yeah. Geo's going to start? I do. I, yeah. I would play Lewis. I'm on board. I said last week mm-hmm. that I would start Geo, and if the game got out of hand, as it did, I would have put Bolin in the game because when that mm-hmm. game was 14 nothing, I don't know how it felt in the press box, but I, I you could have turned it off. No, Anybody over watching, at seven nothing. Yeah. yeah, it was like Rutgers can't catch up. Yep. They can't catch up. I would have put Bolin in to try to save the bull hopes because he, you know, it seems that they trust him more as a passer, right or wrong. Right. Um, now I I said last week I'll say it again I would start Lewis for the exact reason let's let's learn something about Jonathan Lewis I don't think we learned anything about Tylen Odin last year yep. let's learn something about Jonathan Lewis knowing Chris Ash I, and I can't say anybody really knows Chris Ash except maybe Chris Ash's wife 
Um, but knowing Chris Ash like I know him, I would say there's no chance he doesn't start Gio Rashid. Really? Wow. Just listening to him today talking about the importance of winning, huh. how he values winning. I wasn't sure if that every... was game shipmanship. I don't think it game was. Lis- listening to his importance right. of every game and playing for the seniors. And, um, you know, hmm. he's very – I think he's very – aware that, you know, if he says something, it could end up being thrown in his face. And I don't think he would have said we have to play for the seniors if he didn't really okay. believe he has to play for the seniors. Interesting. And uh, now listen, that doesn't mean I don't think Lewis will play the whole second half or play every other series, but I think the starting quarterback will be Gio just listening to Ash hmm. and listening to uh, how he feels about winning games. And I listened to the post-game press conference. He was very clear. He did not put Jonathan Lewis in against Indiana to get a look at Jonathan Lewis. He put him in, whether it was, he could have been a six-year senior. He put him in the game because of the score dictated it, and that's when you put your backup quarterback in, et cetera, et cetera. Not to get a look at a freshman. He did it because you bench your senior quarterback when you're losing 41 Very true, very true. Yeah, I will say this, too. If Gio does start, I will amend every single prediction between now and next September that Gio will be the starting quarterback in 2018 because, you know, Gio, Gio can't be the starting quarterback. In I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't want to. I, I like the kid, but that, that's a whole nother. Well, issue if entirely. you listen to what Terry killed last week talked about, it's just how he needs reps and that they they've spent the entire year, you know, splitting it in practice between between Gio and Kyle Bowl and 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 Lewis. And a week ago. Jerry Kill talked about giving Gio 75% of the uh, practice reps, 75 mm. to 80%. I mean, I, 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 it might be that. They might be looking at it saying, you know what? He's the best we have in the program. He's going to be the best we have with two freshmen coming in. He's going to be the best. He's going to be better than uh, Jonathan Lewis. And let's just spend the entire offseason getting this kid as many reps as possible, getting him as much But isn't that what they did season. last year? Yeah, what they, yeah. Or what they were supposed to do last year? Uh, I don't know. And maybe it's because they have a new, different offensive coordinator every year. He time. has to know that you maybe. need to, to figure out the quarterback situation for 2018. He, is, yeah. he knows that that's what he has to do. He, yeah. he has said many times that everything else takes a backseat to making sure you have the right quarterback. All right, well, we can cover that in the season wrap next week. A little spoiler alert, guys. We have another podcast next week. Uh, All right, let's do true or false here. As always, going to give you a comment. Uh, You give me a true or false. Number one, Chris Ash needs to give the seniors as much an opportunity as possible to play on Saturday to win one last game. They've earned it. True or false? False. Dunleavy? False. True or false? Forget the seniors. The kids need to play as much as possible. This is all about next season. It's true or false. the opposite of what Chris has said. Exactly. True or true. false? True. 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 Yeah, okay. True. I think we're all we, we disagree with him there. All right. Indiana has a big, big lead in the head-to-head matchup between these two programs, and that's a major problem. True or false? False. Okay. Yeah, I say false. Uh, number four, Jerry Kill will be back next season. True or False. Can I change my answer now and in 10 minutes yep. and then 10 minutes after that? And then ten, <laughs> true or that's false? How, that's, um, I'll say true. I'm going to say true. Oh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to go in the other direction. We'll discuss this. Uh, Michigan State is the Big Ten program. Rutgers should model itself after. True or false? True. True. Said Agreed. It totally. Uh, or I wrote Iowa. that. Too right. Or Iowa. Uh, uh, all right. Here we go. Rap, rapid round. Gus Edwards is this team's MVP. True or false? Dunleavy. True. False. Jawan Harris is this team's MVP. True or false? Don't leave False. False. 
Ryan Anderson, the punter, is this team's MVP. True or false, Dunleavy? False. True. Oh, my God. Uh, I, well, I was going to ask this. the final one. I, mean, I was going to ask this. Off. I haven't mentioned the team MVP. True or false? But since you're both... You haven't mentioned it. Who is it? Uh, well, I, I don't, that's a great question. That's why I brought this up. I think it's a fascinating thing. Well, who is your vote? We I just I, gave you our votes. I know I did. I'm, I, and that's why I put this in here, because I just can't come up with a great... There's no lock, logical They have a answer. Homer Hazel award that right. they have to give to an MVP. I uh, guess Gus Edwards, but you 20, could argue that you could put anybody it's, back. It's, it's, I got one. I got it's Trevor been, Morris. Hold Trevor on. It's Morris? been some interesting things. Trevor 20, Morris has a, a 99 tackles. Hold on. In 2013, Karan Pratt won the team MVP. Yeah. Yeah. He had zero touchdowns. Who was it last year? Zero. It's, it's going to be Trevor Morris. Yeah. 99 tackles. It was JPL. Okay, great. great. It's going to be Trevor Morris. I think 99 tackles, 3.5 tackles for loss, half a sack, pass. I mean – it's going to be Trevor Moore. Well, how about if you're going to do that? I, I, how about Dorian Miller? Why don't you give it to a leader, a natural guy, offensive Could lineman? Be. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, you they, have really a, they have a Paul Robeson award or something for to that, the, that okay. Dorian Miller will win for sure. But the yeah. team's on the field MVP. There is really like not one guy. I think it's Gus Edwards. I mean, how many – sorry, do you have the stats? What does Gus Edwards have, like 700 yards and seven touchdowns? I know he's not something? leading the team in that. Yeah, yeah. Average kid for No, Karen. not average. But yeah. In conference games, he has 502. Yeah. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Uh, and total. for the season, he has 703. How many TDs? Six. And one receiving. Averaging 64 yards per, per uh, When's the last time a Rutgers running back had seven touchdowns? Yeah. All right, that's a good point. Uh, Brian Leonard? <laughs> on, the, all right, on the other thing we discussed, you both at this point really think Jerry Kill's going to be back? Today, at this, this today, point today, yeah. um, last, November, last, whatever the heck it last is. Week, if you, last week, if we talked about this last Monday, I did not. Yeah. Today, I do. Um, Mm-hmm. I hear different things from different people behind the scenes uh, without getting into too much. Literally, I hear a different thing yep. depending on who you talk to, whether it's uh, you know another coach or a player or whoever. Um, I guess he just wasn't very convincing when you asked him Correct. today. The he answer was, was not, not yeah. oh, of course I'm coming back. It was, well, my That's health. what you wanted to. You right. wanted to yeah. hear, I want to come back. This is yeah, the place I want to be. This would be great. I'm going to get this job done. It was more or less like, well, I plan on being here, and my, my health allows me. Right. And, we heard, like, and here's the problem. Jerry Kill – much like Chris Ash is a victim of what Kyle Flood did, Jerry Kill's a victim of we don't believe you. Like <laughs> That's the big eight other too. offensive coordinators right, have stood at that podium and said, yeah, I'll be back yeah. next season, and not been back next right. season. And then they always want you to believe, like, Drew Maringer, like, oh, this was a job I didn't see coming, or yeah, Dave Brock, I got a head coaching opportunity, or Ron well, Jerry Kill's not how, taking another job. How could I turn yeah. down – I the, think if Jerry Kill steps away, <laughs> he's still going to be involved with the program like he was with Kansas State. I don't know Like, if, fr- like yeah. a fridge roll? Yeah, I can see that. But I, I think he'll be with, with the program in some capacity, and I think yeah. he'll probably be calling plays. Yeah, I'll tell you what I think they should do is uh, I think he should be the offensive coordinator, and I think they should hire a quarterback. I, I, said, I said the same thing. That's a good Bring idea. Bring in a, uh, mm-hmm. with the tenth, uh, and he won't. But, you know, bring in someone <laughs> who wakes up every single morning saying, you know what, I'm going to get my, that quarterback, quarterback better. better. Right. A quarterback, you know what, he's got to bring in a 10th assistant going to get that recruit better. He's going to get, you know. Yeah, he needs to uh, let Jerry Kill just be some sort of mad scientist yeah. Yeah. drawing up plays and let somebody else deal with the quarterback. Yeah, with the quarterback. That's what mm-hmm. I would do. Yep. Um, the other right. thing is uh, I would also tell Jerry Kill, yeah, and this is hilarious, right, has any 
coordinator of the 126th ranked offense in the country ever been so unanimous that like he has to come back. I know it is crazy. um, But I would just let Jerry kill take a month off after the season or whatever, a month off between Mm -hmm. early signing period and spring, get his health ready, do whatever he he wants to. He doesn't need to be in the office every day, burning the midnight oil. Like, you know, Henry Baker or AJ Blazek does. He doesn't need to do that. All right. This is senior day on Saturday. Uh, and I thought it'd be a, a, just for each of us to pick out one guy on this team and salute him for the off the field stuff. And because, you know, we're around these guys, it, not a lot, but we see them once a week during the season. We see them when they're kids. I mean, not as much yeah. as you see them when they grow, but you know, you see them kind of grow into who they are as people. It's interesting to do. I've got, you know, I've this come to. This is so heartfelt from you. It, this, yeah, really. This is, you know, like to, I'm seeing a whole different side a whole of you. Different, right you're going to give me a hug when we're done with this? Yeah, this, this is why your wife loves you. Oh, yeah. This, I can't even know my kids' names. I'm kidding. <laughs> right, so, this, no, seriously, though, this is what, you know, you get to know these kids. You feel you feel good for them when they win, they lost, they, they, they stand up in front of you asking questions. All right, Sarge, give me one, give me one senior who you've come to admire during this during this last couple of years sebastian joseph mm-hmm. i mean he really just consummate you know, always accommodating with the media um little known fact um you know he wants to actually take he might be doing, doing a podcast next week <laughs> it, you know once the season's over might you know politi might be <laughs> pushing aside because he wants to do broadcasting we, i asked him today and he wants to actually be like a tv you know football commentator he could have too he's got really, really good, good yeah. well spoken well you know he, he's doing that whole arbitrage thing he gets better you know all along he still wants to try for the nfl but definitely um you know as accommodating as, as you, you you can get within the program ryan I'll take Darnell Davis. Okay. He's he's kind of the guy that Rutgers fans hang their hat on. Like, yeah. you know, we find these nobodies like the McCordys and we turn them into stars. Darnell Davis came here as a walk-on. The only yeah. reason he even got a chance is because Doug Graber, yeah. who was the coach here like 25 years Great ago. Story. You, you yeah. doing cover. Someone has to Google yeah. Darnell Davis. Google it. Darnell you. Davis, yeah. Doug Graber, NJ.com. I wrote it last year. Um, basically, Doug Graber made a phone call to – Kyle Flood's recruiting uh, office. Kyle Flood wouldn't even get on the phone with him. <laughs> uh, and somebody said, all right, we'll give this kid a chance. He's a walk-on. He doesn't start now, but he plays quite a bit. He's made some big plays. And you want to talk – he's a captain. Oh, my God. He's well a captain. Spoken. And you want to talk about somebody who oh, – yeah. when they lose – you know, when they lose big or when they win or whatever, he's the first one. He's up there. He answers all the tough questions. Um, he's sure. in that Maluski mold of well-spoken. Yeah, yes, the Rutgers. Maluski JPO exactly. mold. Of, that, that same. You, you don't even realize you're talking to a 22-year-old yep. kid at that point. So, yeah, that to me, I think he's kind of the epitome of the Rutgers program before and what they want to be in the future. Take the kid who's a nobody and develop him into a really good player. I'm going to go with Dorian Miller. And, and I, you know, you know the guys who they bring after these big losses of the guys that they trust, the guys that they can, you know, that they can put in perspective. And I just find him to be like, he's, he's an honest kid, honest guy. Like he's not going to, he's not going to sugarcoat it for mm-hmm. you. Like he'll, he said a few things during the year that made me laugh. Like we're not playing one of those, you know, you know, powerhouse programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it, he puts in perspective. I think he's, he seems really sharp, uh, polite, funny. You know, and uh, he's a, he's a kid who's gone through a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He managed to get that offensive line last year. Man, that was, you know they had some struggles. He's bounced back. He's been a leader. He's my pick. Sorry, it's a great call. And I'll just give one little inside baseball story. I covered his signing day. 
um, over at Metuchen High School in this little crammed room. Sal Mistretta was the head coach at the time. It could not have been um, – I mean, it was the size of like a shoebox. <laughs> this is the room that we were in, and he's a big guy. But he was great then, and, yeah, no, it's a, that's a great – you know, all three of them are, are really good. It, you, it, Steve makes a good point. You forget how much these kids have gone through because now oh it's God. two years removed. I mean, is it, these kids, when they were freshmen – uh, you know, beat Michigan and went to a bowl game, and now they haven't been to a bowl game for three straight years, and that's what senior classes pro- hang their hat on. Yep. Uh, they went through the flood debacle. Oh, sophomore years, they had cops coming into their building yeah. to take to, to kids out in handcuffs. Yeah, I mean, think yeah. of the stuff that they've been, you know, yeah. they've seen. Yeah, and that's how I felt about last year's senior class too, with Darius and JPO right. and Muller, and those kids went through it too. And now, I mean, maybe next year's senior class will be far enough, far enough removed, but these two kids were in the thick of yes. a total change of. Football. And exactly, and if this and if Ash goes to a bowl next year, if they're seven and five, and if this thing gets off in the right direction, they they're part of the foundation. Absolutely. They always will be. Yeah. All right, so road trip time, and I know everyone's dying to hear how this ended up for Sarge and I. And I, I just gotta, I gotta tell Dunleavy has not heard the entire story of this because yeah. he wasn't there. He decided to take the weekend off. Yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> this, I'll just start. I'll interrupt. I was furious, right? I, I don't think anybody who listens to the podcast knew. I was furious. I don't. I pride myself on not missing games. Sixty-five straight games. She told us many straight, times. Sixty-two straight games I had covered. Okay, Cal. The last game. Here's a little known fact. The last Rutgers football game I didn't cover yep. was the day. It broke that Rutgers was joining the Big Ten against Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. in 2012. That was the last I one. U- yeah, I, that was the last I, one I wasn't. I could use your help then. Yeah, right, that was the last one I wasn't at. So I'm dry. I'm angry all week. I'm driving up to Connecticut to see my <laughs> high school buddies, and um, me and my wife are in the car, and I'm furious, and I'm like, oh wow, it's 17 nothing. Oh wow, it's 34 nothing. I'm like. I might have made the right call here. This actually, yeah, might, I might, might actually be. This might actually be working out. But then I'm like, I'm going to Coppin State Rutgers basketball tomorrow. That's a terrible thing. To, who wants to see that? No, I still would rather be in Indiana. And then Chris Carlin comes on and goes, "Well, we're in a lightning delay." <laughs> and I'm like, I made the right <laughs> call. I win. You go. I win. So we get all right. So sorry, sorry, we get to the hotel. We're staying in the nice hotel, JW Marriott in Indianapolis. Very nice. And. I, I walk to the hotel bar. It's my surprise. Yeah, I wanted to have a cocktail. Uh, and I, I go into – and I notice two things odd about the hotel bar. First, there's a sign that says no one under 21 is allowed in here. It's, well, that's mm-hmm. weird. You, usually bars, you kind of no, – and then you get in there, and everyone is dressed to the nines. Men and women are in suits and ga- gowns. And I, so I sit at the bar, and I ask the bartender, I'm like – What's going on? And he says, well, we have to have the sign out because it is the National Convention of Catholic Youth Ministries in Indianapolis, and there's 25,000 young Catholics in town, and everyone's dressed up because it is the Republican, Indiana Republican annual banquet on the second floor of the hotel. I said, well, that's, well, that's great. I'm going to fit in great here as a liberal atheist from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect – so I used that joke about 53 times, and, and nobody laughed. Right, nobody laughed. Sarge laughed. Laugh, Sarge laughed. We thought it was pretty funny. So then we get to the game. Uh, we get to yeah. the game on Saturday, and the only thing we wanted to do was to get out of there in time for our 7:30 reservation at St. Elmo's Steakhouse. And right from the beginning, right, Sarge, right from the beginning, you yep. could tell, all right, this is not gonna. This this game is gonna be a little herky. Something's not quite right here. The game's taking forever. It's the weather gets bad. You know, Rutgers is down big. The game gets delayed, as you mentioned, by an hour and 45 minutes. We get to the elevator to go downstairs. It is the first elevator installed by Otis himself. It takes 10 <laughs> minutes to get there. We barely get to the press conference. 
It takes a while. Yeah, you had to walk back. left, by the way. He would have. If, if he would have gotten into that room, court, if, if we, we were not there, he would have just left. Just barely got there. Sarge had to walk up like like twelve flights of stairs. I think uh, like a ladder to get back to the press conference, <laughs> the, the press box. So we're done with that, and we're like, okay, we're still gonna, we still have a chance to make it. We look out the window, and now it is raining like end of times rain, no, no, sideways no, rain, no, wind, building an arc the whole thing. I don't, I'm only I only have a dress shirt. I don't even have like a fleece. I had left it in the bar. I'd, so I get a garbage bag and I poke I poke a hole. What? I poke a hole in the garbage bag. Did you get your fleece back? Oh, I did later on, but I didn't have it then. Ah, okay. So I poked the hole in the garbage bag and put my glasses in in the hole. And so I'm walking out and the wind well, is the, blowing. We, we, and the, the, I was debating whether or not you should just even. Put, poke a hole in there, or just end it right there. Because <laughs> just tie a, tie a zip tie around my neck. So we're walking through, and then the wind's blowing in the garbage bag. I can't see. I feel like Bishop Pickerling from Caddyshack in that Sorry. scene in Caddyshack, yes. nope. where he ha- he's yep. having the round of his life, yep. and he looks up at God, and yep. he says, after he misses yep. the putt, yep. and God strikes him down. With a lightning. I thought that God was going to strike me down for the joke about being a liberal <laughs> Democrat in Indiana, an uh, atheist Democrat in Indiana. And... At that moment, Sarge, I didn't tell you this. No. I, I, I made a deal with God. If we could have the shrimp cocktail, St. Elmo's, I'll be a Catholic Republican. So I've changed my mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> in. Pence in 2000? Pence in 2020. Absolutely, baby. <laughs> and we got there. For the answer to the question, we got there for our 9 p.m. reservation, had the, had the shrimp cocktail oh, and the steak. Phenomenal. It was. The lobster it bisque. Was the lobster bisque. Are you feeling a little bit worse about not coming to? Well, I don't to like shrimp cocktail or lobster. Oh, lobster I forgot you don't eat anything. Good grief! And I've never seen Caddyshack, so it <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just never ends. We've got to end this podcast. Oh, jeez, never seen so, Caddyshack. I mean, I laughed. I, I laughed at your story, but most of it went over my. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Overall, Sarge, the, the Indiana trip. Where was that rank in the Big Ten pantheon? Like of... a C minus. C minus. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's hard not to give it much higher than that. It's. It was. Uh, I laughed when Sarge said Ash would have left uh, if you guys weren't in that press conference room. He would have. Well, a little inside baseball for the fans who don't know. He actually waited for Politi and I at the Michigan no, press conference. Different. Yeah, and they had played decent. Yeah, that was but different. He, he was actually so waited. Like off. to his credit, he had actually he could have been in there and done and said, oh, "No media, no questions." Yeah, he would have been on the bus. Yeah, he would not have done that twice. That was a one-time favor from Chris Ash. No chance. That's good. All right. So we got Michigan State. Well, I don't have any mean tweets. I don't, I don't know if we've pissed off any fan. I think we pissed off the Indiana fan base, but we might not know about it. I don't know. Do you, you got I, anything? I don't I think don't, there were any no. fans that pissed off. That's a good – well, that's the other thing about it. I wrote this, that Indiana fans make uh, – uh, sorry, make Indiana, Indiana fans make Rutgers fans look like Nebraska fans in comparison. That stadium was empty. empty. It's a basketball I mean, school. God, right? basketball. Yeah, Did well, you get true. candy stripe pants? Uh, they, they don't have my size. All right, Michigan State predictions. Last game of the year. What do you want to see from the Scarlet Knights? What do you expect to see? And will it be closer than these last two weeks? Sarge? Comfortable circle. I want to see Jonathan Lewis. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to play surprisingly competitively. I think Michigan State's, you know, just at a different level. But I think it's going to be very close. So they cover? 13 is the spread. Oh, yeah, I think they'll cover. Really? Yeah, they do. Um, Michigan State doesn't score a whole lot of points either. They beat, they beat Maryland 17-7 yeah. Saturday. I, I, I think it'll be court. like 20-13. to 13. Yeah, Mar- Maryland, Michigan State set football back like 100 years on Saturday. <laughs> it was, yeah. oh my God. 20-13 Michigan State. 20, all right, you on the same board with that, or what do you no, think? No, I'm not. No, <laughs> no. Wow. Well, by, by the way, we shouldn't even ask you, and I meant to mention this. 
<laughs> you are seven and five this well, year. I'm six and five right now. You're six and five this year, and the six are. I mean, like, you know, like the first question like in the my, SAT. My, my four-year-old. Fill like, in your name and you yeah. get four, 400 points in the SAT or whatever yeah. the rumor Say was. Say you could not lose. I mean, yeah. I don't I know how – you're below the fans by, what, th- two games now? Two games, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, good grief. So yeah. this the year really – The games I've gotten right are like Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. Penn Morgan, State, Morgan State, State. Yeah, more, yeah it's Washington. Tough. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you – so we can trust you on this one. Is this going to be an not, obvious nah, one? No, nah, I'd say probably not. Don't pick what I pick. Um, yes, I would say that – I don't think they're going to cover. I think they'll lose by more than 13 points. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of Jonathan Lewis, what I, what, which means even if he doesn't start, which means I think you'll probably see, you know, a tight spiral touchdown pass to Bo Melton for, you know, 20 yards or whatever. And then I think you'll probably see a pick six because that's what freshmen do. I mean, the, Lewis is the high risk, high reward play. So I think you'll see some high risks and some high rewards. And uh, I just, I don't think they'll, I mean, I think you saw last week, they're kind of teams out of gas. Yeah, I feel that way too. And I feel that way on defense and, you know, Michigan State's going to come in here. They've got a good running game. They, you know, they're not they're not, not creative offensively. But they have enough skill players that they're going to have some big plays. Indiana, I mean, I mean, look at the numbers that Indiana Rutgers give up to guys who are like the second, third running backs in Indiana. I, I can't, uh, I can't imagine that uh, this defense is going to be able to hold them down. And you're right, that's the problem with Jonathan Lewis. That's why he's not playing. Is because like even in the the, the, the ten minutes he did play, there were some plays that could have been turnovers in that game. So. Two things I want to throw in here is, one, Rutgers is a much different team than last year, obviously, but so is Michigan State. Michigan State was the three-win team last year and beat, and beat Rutgers 49 nothing. So we haven't yep. mentioned last year's score. It was This game was not competitive. Both teams are better. Michigan right. State's more better. More better. <laughs> better. Yes. And uh, the other thing is Rutgers has won games where its strength is the other team's weakness, so to speak. Michigan State is built on stopping the run. Yep. Um, so I just, unless Rutgers is going to suddenly figure out how to pass for 140 yards a game, let alone 300 <laughs> yards a game, if you're just going to run the ball into Michigan State's run defense, I mean, you're, I mean, that's banging your head against the wall. Going to be a long day. Anything else, Sarge? What else you got? Nothing. Nothing. I got. I got I'm. You're tapped yeah, out. I'm tapped out. You're tapped out too. You. I'm Anything else? I'm, I'm still digesting this from cocktail. What are your Thanksgiving <laughs> plans? Yeah, my Thanksgiving plans are Giants, Redskins. Good oh, grief. My, mine is a conference call at 1 p.m. with Cash. He's going to be in chipper mood at 1 p.m. When, when yeah. we're peppering him with, you know, who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? So, yeah. I, I asked, I did ask, I said, so game time decision? And he said, nope. But that doesn't mean that we're going to know on Thursday. Maybe he'll be a nice guy. Maybe he'll tell us. Is that what you want on Thursday and Thanksgiving? Are you getting ready to sit down for dinner? Do you really want to have to run? I mean, I'm going to have a good point. I could tell you. He might, he might just announce it just to, yeah, to you know, well, let make me, it work. Let me tell you this. Both stories will already be written. I just have to know which one to publish if he tells us. It ain't going to take a lot of work on Thanksgiving. Chris Ash, if you're listening, please make Kyle Bowling your starting quarterback. <laughs> I'll even write game. that one ahead of time. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, thanks for listening. We got another episode next week to wrap this whole season up. Until then, uh, hey, enjoy your turkey.